idea. By the way, I have a few more helpful hints. One side will make you grow taller. One side of what? And the other side will make you grow shorter. The other side of what? A mushroom, of course! And we are rolling. What's up, world? I'm Cameron Ra, host and executive producer of Upgrade America, the greatest show on earth. Here with CJ the Day Slayer down in Orlando. I'm pleased to be joined by Am from, hold on, we'll make sure I, I introduce you correctly, from Amagram Farms. is a woman-owned, family-run urban farm, purveyors of only the finest organic, cultivated, medicinal herbs and mushrooms. She specializes okay. in severe pain and trauma. I am really excited to have you on the show as this is something that I am really passionate about. So what's good, Amo? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, so, um, well, I started my, I started my entire path, like growing these, these herbs and these mushrooms because I am a patient, I'm a medical cannabis patient. Okay. And so, um, I, I was, I'm working, I'm right, currently I'm still working in the construction field, although I do have my own urban farm because you have to be able to pay the bills. It is what it is. And um, a lot of the work that I do, it doesn't necessarily do that because you're paying, because people are sick. People are hurting, you know, so it's not like, I'm not sitting here trying to like, you know, one, one of the thing is like some people mass produce this stuff and they, they are all about the money and piece of it and stuff like that. And I take my time out to cultivate whatever type of herb or mushroom that anyone may possibly need. Um, and I try to do it in a way that um, is uh, completely organic um, and it's con- and, and, and really is just conscious about my, and I try to be conscious about uh, the people who are using my stuff. Um, I'm very interested in why my people are doing it and what they're looking to get out of it. So um, it can be anything. It's not. It's not just cannabis. It's not just psilocybin. There's reishi mushrooms. There's, you know, there's there's sage. You know, the, any one of these things that everybody grows. We're gonna have to have. We're gonna have to have a conversation on on the sage because I, yeah. I, I did some recent research and I found out that sage is now or not now. It's always been part of the psychedelic family. I had no idea. Yes, you can smoke sage, and it is. It is. It is part of. Uh, what was it called? Um, I forgot the shit. Um, uh, I forgot they sell it in the store. Um, it's um, I forgot what it was called, but um, it, they sell it in those smoke shops, and it actually it, it does make you hallucinate. And people so, try to call it like weed, but it's not weed. It's funny because there's a my understanding is like the Catholic churches and stuff. They burn yes. sage and then they wave that stuff around, <laughs> so you in church like bugging out. <laughs> It's everything, but if, if you go back to the the Bible and you yeah. know just all that frankincense and myrrh and shit, they were sending, they were sending yeah, it all. Yeah. Come on, right now, what do you think? What do you think herbs are? They try to sit there and lie to you. Like, herbs are weeds in your backyard. They try to call it weeds and tell you to kill that shit. It's not true. It's medicine. This, this all is of it why is medicine. so fascinating. It's this organic and it comes from the earth and it has all these healing. Properties. I'm sorry, I'm getting are, too excited. I'm getting no, too excited. No, because mushrooms are exciting, though. If you watch they the really way are. they grow, Very if you watch the way they grow, mm-hmm. I mean, like it's it's amazing to me. Like I know what they need, and I give it to them, but I don't know when they're gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? And and they just one minute you have nothing, and the next minute they appear, and it's you know, and they just they want to be something. You know, mushrooms want to be more. You know. Um, their entire purpose is to is to help. Yes, indeed. So, like, if you if I, I don't know if you've followed some of Paul Stamets stuff, and if you know about mycelium in the environment, and it's all running underneath. Hold on. So, if you could, um, um, <laughs> sum it down for 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 me and and, <laughs> and also some of our listeners. Now, what yeah, was the I'm other thing that you is, said the the, the mycelium piece yeah okay so mycelium is fungus it's fungi it's it's okay. fungi okay so and it's all it's naturally occurring in the environment 
okay um you can make you can you can make you know agar and you can get spores and then you know you have um and then you have the mycelium stuff like that but uh, naturally it, ha- it naturally occurs in the environment okay so when you're when you look at the forest and all the trees and how they're all growing together and stuff and you'll walk through there and sometimes you see something that's crusty growing on the you know the um growing out of the the trunks and stuff that's fungus that's fungi okay but what you don't know is that that's when the fungi actually hits the light and the oxygen but right. underneath all of that in the roots there's mycelium everywhere there's fungus all it helps it helps the 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 the, the biosphere it helps to the 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 roots um it's it's a, it's it's like an assist <laughs> so like it's, it's a symbiotic well, symbiotic relationship between the trees and i imagine they're they're doing something for the trees they help them stay healthy they help them to uh absorb uh and absorb their nutrients but it, they also help to clean the the soil as well it, it it's almost they almost they're almost like nature's filter in 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 a way because you can use mushrooms to completely take whatever toxin you have out of the environment out of the soil that's awesome yeah they're very old and uh like as a life form as a whole like fungus are like millions and millions of years old and and you mentioned like this they're there to assist now fungus was here before us like they are like teachers like Mm -hmm. when you consume like uh psilocybin you consume fungus like Mm -hmm. they often they, there are lessons that, that, that they, they can teach you. They have a lot of knowledge, you know, being around so long, or wisdom the, around. The thing is, and what I say when mushrooms want to be more, anything you add mushrooms to, it it enhances it, okay? So, Especially pizza. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. But you don't even know that there are there are mushrooms out there that, like, say, a, a reishi mushroom. Um, mm-hmm. It helps you to... Um, build your your um, immune system so if you're about to have cancer if you're about to have a cancer treatment mm-hmm. it's a good idea that you take reishi supplements before during and afterwards and it helps assist with and helps you get through your chemo without it taking too much because the, basically that shit is just poison and it's stripping yeah, even the good cells it's stripping all of the shit you don't even want that really in your body you know what i mean but it's whatever so no, you know can, can you juice mushrooms yes you can it, it's not it's not you can do whatever you want with them it depends on what you're trying to do like when you're extracting okay. it when you're extracting mushrooms sometimes you have to boil them and then some and then uh also soak them in a high alcohol concentrate um, concentrate in order to get it to come out okay like a tincture type of thing yeah yeah some some you have to do with water and with the tincture though some of them you just do with the tincture you know but there's some some mushrooms benefit from being boiled down at at a specific temperature right so but psilocybin is easy Psilocybin is very easy. You don't have to do too much with it. You could do anything with it, honestly. Um, I, I'm trust me. I'm gonna pick your brains all day on on the uh, on the mushrooms, but I want to go into some default questions since we're on the Upgrade America podcast. <laughs> of course. So, um, first off, can you tell us what you love or like about America? Okay. Um, I don't know that I really like America, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, like, we, like, we, we gotta yeah. take you to some of the places me and Chris been overseas, man. Like, yeah, yeah. there are some armpits of the world that will really uh, make you love uh, love this nation. Um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that there's some, 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 you know, what did the, what did our, our glorious person number 45 call it? Some shithole countries. I'm sure yeah. there are. Uh, you know, you wouldn't be lying on. <laughs> I just think that America can be just the shitty. So, um, yes, but it, I, I think it's more or less just the um, the way people treat each other and the mm-hmm. fake shit that goes on in America. So, what do I like about America? Um, 
I like that you there is free enterprise, okay, and there is, and there is like I can just go in my basement and start producing any kind of vegetable or whatever the hell it is, and then I can go and I can sell it, and nobody's okay. telling me. Nah, you mentioned free enterprise and you mentioned the urban farms, but okay. there is a tax credit for you can so even if you live in the city and you have one chicken. That lays an egg. You technically have a farm, and you can get a tax credit. I know credit. all about that tax credit. I used that this so year. That's, certainly, that's something to like a, a love about our great nation. Uh, yes. <laughs> don't give me wrong. Some of those were taken away from us. Mm -hmm. The hobby, the hobby farm thing. Okay. Some of that was taken away. It falls underneath hobby farming. Okay. But mm -hmm. nobody will tell. Nobody will tell you that shit. Nobody tells people that if all you have to do is really grow something and maybe have one or two like animals that are considered farm animals and then you're good. Mm. In my neighborhood though, they don't allow you to do animal husbandry. Okay? Yeah, it's, bullshit. Yeah. it's bullshit. It's bullshit <laughs> because what it ends up doing is it keeps me from being able to use, to have my chickens, right? And when I have my chickens, I can use the fertilizer. I can use their shit for fertilizer, okay? And also chickens, they they feed off of ticks and all kinds of other, you know, yeah. things in the environment. So it's 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 sort of like a circle, okay. And what circle we're doing, life, what we're doing when we don't allow for you to be able to have your own chickens, what we're doing when we go and we spray stuff to kill weeds yeah. and stuff, we're we're. We are fucking up that that circle. There's a chink, and then it stops, and then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing for the environment. So that's why we are where we are, and because I should be able to produce everything I have, all of my vegetables, everything. And once I'm done with them, whatever rots, I put that in a compost pile, yes, and indeed. that becomes my soil for the next time that I go. And I shouldn't have to go to a place to even get my nutrients from a bottle or a bag. So let me, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, Going back to my juicing question, so I, I'm a juicer, just getting okay. into it. That's how I'm, I'm bonded with my veggies. I don't eat them, but I drink them. But like, I get that um, a lot of the the pulp. Can that be used as a compost or produce yes. or fertilizer yes. or what have you? you put that. That's actually you could put that. You could whatever all the pulp that's left. You should, mm -hmm. what you should do is get is start a worm farm. Okay, get mm -hmm. some. They sell them red wigglers, probably about ten bucks for okay. like. 150 of these guys, okay? You get what they call is a worm farm. It's a small, it's not huge, you know? Okay. We're talking about maybe it's like 24 inches in height, you know, and it's something that can go in your kitchen. And what you do, there's levels of it. And you can put, what you put in a compost is you usually do, um, you need something brown. So okay. they say like uh, cardboard or something like that. Um, you do want to watch where you're getting your stuff from because if you have cardboard with paint and stuff painted on it, that goes into your soil. So be cognizant oh, yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right, right. You know, if it's plain brown paper, you want to put some of that in there. You want to put some leaves, you know. And then what you're basically going to do every time you juice, you throw it on the top of the pile and the worms come from up and they come and they eat on that level. And once they eat, they shit. And that stuff falls down into the bottom and becomes juice. And that juice you can you can cut with water and you can just pour it on your plants because it's it's got worms ca worm casting. That's what they want is yeah. uh, they want the nutrients. And again, like you, you said, the whole circle it's, 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 yes, it's what, going back to yeah. You what they call it is having exudates in your rhizosphere, <laughs> and that's where your that's those are the roots. You want all of whatever it's, whatever those, those uh, the, the worms, whatever kind of life you have in the soil, mm -hmm. you want it to shit out everything <laughs> mm -hmm. and then be right near the roots and the roots suck it up and they, and it helps them to have their assist. Plain and simple. Everything in life has a way to feed itself without somebody going to a store and putting it in there. Oh, indeed. When um when I was in Korea, they had strawberries that are like that, but um they used people poop. There like, you go. 
These people poop and they grew some really big strawberries. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I don't share with everybody. It's the only people that are very close to me. Well, know, hold on like, before you say it. We're about to share this podcast with the world. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But I see, I don't care because it really, honestly, I mean, they people can judge if they want. Okay. I Here's the thing. I have dogs, okay? okay? And what my family does is they'll pick up the shit in a plastic bag, they wrap it up, and they put it in the garbage, okay? Now, this makes no sense whatsoever because now all we have is a bunch of little bags, mm-hmm. plastic bags, that are going in a landfill with shit. So what I started doing was I have a certain section in my backyard along the side it's always bare. There's no grass that ever comes in this area or ever grows in this area. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to start digging holes and I'm going to start burying the shit in the holes. Okay. So I, I have a bunch of little holes and then I have this stuff. It's, um, it's just a regular bacteria. You just throw it on top of it and it eats, it breaks down the shit. Now my dogs, my dogs eat, um, eat something with salmon a salmon formula it's got uh peas and other vegetables okay i buried it i started burying the shit and you know what happened oh i know it grew green that grass grew green as a A green as my green screen and grass is thicker than any part of my of my yard it's not thick anywhere else and it has never grown there in the 10 years that i have lived in and it started growing right where I started burying all that. So when you ask me what we should be doing and how we should be growing things, we need to be recycling what we're using, our bodies, our waste, all of it. Yes, you have to watch what you're eating, but if you're if you're doing a plant-based and fish-based diet, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the bacteria in your in in your ground. There's nothing wrong with it. And I think um and I I couldn't agree with you more. Like, um, everyone eats and everyone shits. Like, <laughs> we need to leverage this this commodity, this, this abundant commodity, and, you know, um, grow more organically. But, um, hold on, I got one more question for you for, for the default one. Because okay. we, you, you mentioned a free enterprise, and I, I love it. I, too, am a, I'm a capitalist, and, uh, and, and I love that about America. But, um, how would you upgrade america i.e like what what would you change what would i change um there are so many things that i would change but the way we the way we i would definitely our relationship to food Mm. especially in the in the black communities our relationship to food and land and uh sort of being responsible for the the things that we are consuming um okay if right if right now if if all the monetary system was to co- was to shut down completely okay nobody has a way to pay anybody nobody has a way to really if everything just went black mm-hmm. today okay what would happen in the inner city and how many black people are in the inner cities Let's oh, talk about it's this. concentrated and yeah. okay. talking about potentially, you know, when you're thinking of a city, the, the scale of New York, millions. Okay. And um, I mean, the black community, in my think? experience, the black community has, has always been um, capable of bartering. The bartering yes. system uh, has, has always been uh, in, in place in the black community, at least with, the, you know, with, uh, with my peers. But like, um, I don't know. What, what, what do you, you think? Do? What are you gonna barter if you're living in an apartment and you have no way to produce your food? What are you bartering? What are you bartering? Well, I, <laughs> I, 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 I always say, uh, you know, keep jewelry, keep gold, because when it okay. all goes to hell, like that's the only thing that has value. But I know where you're going with this. Yeah. All I'm saying is, for, for that, that who supermarket is only gonna have food for so many days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, yeah. So you're, okay. Are you saying that we should be more self-sufficient in like growing Absolutely. our own food? Absolutely, because I in your kitchen, you. in your kitchen, you could you could devote maybe some countertop space, mm-hmm. twenty-four by twenty-four, 
countertop space and just be doing something so simple as having tomatoes and some some basil and some some sage and some other things that you can you can sustain life on. People ask me all the time. Somebody asked me, "What do you want?" And he, he was like, "Well, I you know I well we had a conversation and he told me what he wanted. He wanted a billion dollars, and I said I want a billion fucking seeds. I don't want money." I want seeds. Okay. okay? It takes land and then to grow some, uh, you know. You need the land too, but you don't even need land. See, and that's the thing. You don't need a huge amount of land. Right, because they have hydroponics and vertical farms. There's hydroponics and there's vertical farming. And, and the truth is, all it is a rack and a light. Mm. When you talk, when we talk about vertical systems, we're not talking about some shit in a warehouse that's huge. We're talking about something that could be simple in your house, in your basement. A three, a 36 by 36 rack with some fluorescent lights, okay, mm-hmm. and a few, and a few 10 by 20, you know, uh, uh, um, soil, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, flats, where you have soil in there or cocoa or whatever, and you just have some seeds. I could feed I, my I, entire family that way. I like that, and um, I, I heard um, when I was going to school. There's a guy we were doing like our senior projects, and one of the things he wanted to do is start a, a a business for selling hydroponic farms, vertical farms, and stuff like that. But his pitch was saying that he could get 16 pounds of produce a week with one of these systems. And then I learned the fun fact that you can eat broccoli, bite the head off, put the stump back into some hydroponic solution and regenerate your food it will grow back or regenerate everything grows back and that's wild but you're right you can be really uh really self-sufficient by having your own vertical hydroponics farm and that's i do think that's amazing but i just want to answer your or to how do you say to sum up your your question you would uh would you push for more awareness with like yes or... i would push i would push for more awareness and i would make some policies that required a certain people um to grow a certain amount of their food like or that. have some sort That's of interesting. Yes. i would go one step further and i don't want to say make it a required curriculum in school absolutely kids could learn about it like no, it, make it a required. It, no, no, it should be a required cu- curriculum in school because at the end of the day, it's life. It you is, and I agree life. with you on that. Whether you want to work a job, whether you want to do whatever to make your money, you will have the ability to to eat, to grow, and eat your own food, and and if you have that knowledge. So I agree with you on that. That would, I think, that would be a a very good step to upgrade in America. But yo, Chris, you you, you got a question? Yeah, um, well, I think I'm going to know how you feel about this, but I'm going to ask anyway, Am. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about pharmaceutical drugs? And since we're on this topic, I'll just throw this at you. Um, I I think that there are some things that I can't do without, um, like prednisone, and it's a horrible drug. It's so dangerous, but what, I what have asthma. Huh? What is pred- prednisone? Prednisone is a steroid. Uh-huh. Okay, and it a lot of people use it for as conditions like mine for asthma mm-hmm. or um, inflammation, anything that that uh, autoimmune, a lot of autoimmune diseases that cause inflammation. They, they prednisone was what was always used, but here's the thing CBD and 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 THC and hemp, they're starting to do some real research on it, and you can actually use it in your your asthma therapy. And I know for a fact that there have been times where I've had like an asthma attack, and I know I shouldn't be fucking smoking because it's like you know what are you doing? You're smoking and you're having an asthma attack, and it's everything that they tell you not to do. But then I'll do like a and then I'll do a I'll smoke a couple of joint a couple of you know hits or whatever, and in a few minutes now I'm coughing. Now I'm it's, it's coughing, but it's it's an expectorant. So now it's got it's not only is it, am I coughing, but it's also making it's making it so that all that shit that was in there, it's, coming um, up. it's now coming up. It's now coming off of my lungs. It's now all that inflammation uh-huh. has okay. has has all that swelling and all that shit has gone down now. I wanted to mention that too. You just took the words right out of my mouth. The inflammation, like a buddy of mine, I had a roommate when I was living in Brooklyn. And then, you know, it was like a frat house. We used to roast that place out like all day. 
But he would, um, I'd catch him working out in the morning, smoking a blunt. And I'm like, you smoke while you're working out? He's like, yeah, man, I got arthritis. And I'm like, I didn't put the two and two together. Like, this was when the whole medical marijuana thing was, I don't want to say it was new, but I wasn't so aware of the medicinal properties for weed that it can help with arthritis. It can help with inflammation and, um, things things of that nature and it's a whole list of things that that we can can help with some people think it's, it's a cure-all and to some it's extent not, i, I kind of agree it, it's not a cure-all but it's damn sure close it's got enough yeah. things that that it helps that it does have the pharmaceutical industry nervous and yeah. they're spending yeah. millions of dollars they wouldn't but, be spending so much but they money. have the money why don't they get into the industry why don't they get into it because keep, but... they can't put a market because you because you can grow it ah. you because you can because you and good i can point. grow it they good can point. put a lock on it they can put a lock on ah. it they, they can put a lock on it when they synthesize it and they make it into a chemical compound and it's, yeah. and, it's and it's letters and numbers on a sheet and it's some powder in a sterile room okay you're That's right. how they you monetize have a very, uh, very uh, valid point there. Wow, I didn't think, I really didn't think about it like that. So if let me ask you this: I need a seed. If all I need is a seed to save myself. Wow, now it's like <laughs> you're really making me think. Uh, you know about these? Uh, why was in prohibition so long, and they they can't fight it for that. But we um we i know you 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 specialize in, in in the mushrooms like what type of medicinal properties do uh do the shrooms have well, what can they what can they what can they treat what what the the main thing that you're looking for in the 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 mushrooms that um that I particularly go is the psilocybin piece okay yeah. so one of the things is there's not a whole lot of studies yet they're mm -hmm. coming okay they are coming on what this study, because right now all they've known is that people eat it and they get, you know, they, they, they hallucinate and stuff and, you know, nothing looks, you know, it's, it's all trippy and, and you're giggling and you're feeling happy. And I'm honestly, I've had some of my best days in my life on some shrooms. Matter of fact, I'm microdosing right now. Okay. <laughs> that's, but that's, but it's part of my life. You understand? Well, now, on the microdosing, like I've heard of, you know, I'm in the tech and I've heard in Silicon Valley, like that's something that they're really big on is the microdosing for productivity, oh. uh, for creativity, for stimulating creativity and productivity and even anti-anxiety. Like my understanding, the big drug that was out there, pharmaceutical drug was like Adderall or something. Adderall. So like now people are leaning more towards that organic, um, that organic outlet now like how how does the microdosing affect you okay so one of the things i i microdose at a little bit higher than most people do just because my metabolism i've one i grow these things and i do it at probably i would say at least every week once every seven days i will do some sort of trip or i will do some microdosing um so i have a higher level of it but in most people, they only need about 0.5 for a microdose. And it doesn't throw you into a trip. It's not enough to throw you into a trip. But what it does is it stimulates everything still. Okay, so with your with 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 shrooms, when I take shrooms, and this will if you've taken them, you will notice that all of a sudden, when you start to go up, you start to feel a tingling in your chest a little bit. It's like yeah. it kind of jumps into your endocrine system. So you're not tired, okay? You're almost just, it's, you're almost a little anxious. It's, it's almost, it almost starts that, that, that going, okay? And then you'll notice that you have to go to the bathroom, you have to pee, okay? So it's a natural diuretic. So it starts to make you start to, expel some talk it, it it i think it's meant for you to expel your toxins in your yeah, body okay. stuff. right so you start you'll start to feel that and then you'll start to yawn you're gonna start to feel in your jaw you'll start to feel the 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 um you'll start to feel your muscles sort of tense in your jaw and you'll and you'll and you'll be yawning i don't know what that in particular is about but it does 
sort of make you feel a little sleepy, trippy, okay? So, and then somewhere in there, you'll feel your stomach start to do waves and your knees about to go out from under you. <laughs> and that is important. The knees going out from under you. Yeah. That is the loss of feeling and the muscles in your body are no longer tense and you are no longer in control it's of that. Relaxing, right? Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about because that is a it is a major pain reliever mm. that nobody has jumped into yet. Okay. So for me, I have pain because snowboarding like I have injuries I've gotten I've broken up I've up. had ligaments pulled yeah it looks a little uh are you there you sound smooth how are, how are you good are you good yeah. okay good. I think we're good we back okay yeah yeah, yeah we're good yeah, so I'm just constantly in pain and when I started taking shrooms the one thing that I noticed mm -hmm. I had no pain for an entire eight to twelve to I mean, like even to the next morning, I had no pain. It was no pain. And for me, that's amazing because I'm always in pain, walking around every day trying to act like it's not there, but yeah. it's there. And for me to take something and for it to completely knock out any feeling that I had and make me feel so good about it, like my body feels so good there's no way that that could be a bad thing, you know? So I started just using it, but then also I, my sister, she has fibromyalgia and she has flare ups, her skin hurts. She doesn't even want to be touched. I started to take it and bring it over to her and giving her doses of it, um, you know? And she, and, ask, and it, is there, go ahead. can it be applied? Um, top, what is it? Top, topically? Topically, topically yeah. I have not particularly used it in that way, but I do think that there's something there because when I'm have my sometimes I feel like it. Uh, I feel like a, a mental click. I don't know how to describe it, but it's okay. a mental click, and then it's a smell in my head, and then it does make me a little loopy and drowsy. So I'm going to say that, yes, that there is a potential for it, and but nobody has looked into it or tried it. You know, I'm sure you could mix it with some some coconut oil and rub it on your skin and it, it could possibly be. I don't know. <laughs> but what I do know is that if you take it, if you take it orally, yes, it, it, it can be for your pain. You know, but you said it helped your sister, too, right? Absolutely. My sister, I mean, when you have fibromyalgia, because everything hurts and everything, you know, and it, you, you have these flare-ups and stuff, you don't want anybody to touch you, and it makes you depressed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 you're angry and you're in pain and you don't want to be around. And my sister has like five kids, you know, and she can't oh, be out wow. like that. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're still doing it. We're just it's it's still new for her. So we're still you know. But when she takes it, she has relief. She has relief for that time, and so there's got to be something to it. Okay. Um, you kind of described like uh, your your experience with the shrooms, but I, I had a two pronged question on there because this mm -hmm. is something that was very profound and transcendent for me is the spiritual aspect of it. So I want to ask, and we could very well discuss this all day, so because <laughs> it's a very fascinating topic. But did you have a spiritual experience? with uh when when you took shrooms i don't know i don't know i i can i can say that i don't know because okay. and the reason i say i don't know is because i'm more into the scientific aspect of it and it's not to say that i'm not a spiritual person i am but i believe in buddhism okay oh, i believe that you are a god in your own universe okay and I feel like whatever you're giving out into the world, that's what comes back to you. And that's your godliness. And so if you're an evil motherfucker, your evil shit is going to come back to you. And so in my life, I would rather be good to people. I oh, would rather, that. you know what I mean? Because that's, that's, 
what I believe in? And do I believe that shrooms have made me more, have given me a, a spiritual... I don't, I'm not going to say that I had a spirit, like I've seen things, I've seen shapes and colors, you know, when you turn on, when you close your eyes and you turn on the music, you know, I've had that experience and right. it's awesome. You know what I mean? Did I see God? No. But Oh, no, that's, I, I, you know, so I think maybe I, 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 I said that kind of wrong, like, because my, my spiritual experience, it was, it wasn't like I saw angels or, or anything like that. It was more or less the interaction that I had with a plant. Like I touched this plant is a plant that I have in my house and it was just like and it's I sound I'm gonna sound crazy saying it was talking to me, but it was just saying like hey You're I'm breaking here. up. I I'm sorry. It's jumping around a little bit. What what about now? You can hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay, cool. So it was like I was I was touching this plant and it was like it was communicating with me like it was reminding me like, hey, I'm alive and I, I, I have love, I love you. And you know, like, cause we, like plants, like we, we pass by millions, of, not millions, but a lot of trees, a lot of plants, and we take them for granted. We don't acknowledge them as being living things, you know, as being life. And that's uh, with me, like the shrooms was just saying, like it gave me a, a, a such a deep reverence for nature and that was just from a, a simple house plant. It was just like, it, it gave okay, me a so, for, for, for plants and life. So, I, all right, so that was yes. my, I, I picked that as a, a spiritual thing, I guess. Yes. Okay. So now I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say all day long, cool. okay. all day long, it gives me a spiritual experience or an awakening or my, I remember the, like, I want to say maybe about the third time that I tripped, mm -hmm. I tripped and I went downstairs into my garden. And I can, and it's sometimes I don't even do it because all it will do is fuck with you. Like, here's the thing, like as a grower and stuff, I want my plants, my entire job is to make my plants comfortable so that they grow to their full potential. Okay. Yes. And so when I went down after I finished, and this was when I was first starting to really grow and stuff like that, I went downstairs and my, my, plants said that they needed air they like they were screaming like and all of a sudden i just took my fingers and i started poking holes in the surface of the soil so that my plants could breathe a little bit like and the roots the roots and i just yeah and i just yeah. remember doing it because i had just repotted them and when you just repot your plants they're not happy it's like they're up there completely upset, you know, if you don't but have it in the You can the feel the emotion from the plants though. And that I, was the first time I've I done could. that, that I felt the emotion from a plant. And I realized exactly. that, yo, these things are alive. And uh, I, I'm nice energy. to my house plants. You're absolutely yes. right. Yes. Yes. Maybe, maybe I'm the cyborg in the group today, but <laughs> I'm just listening, soaking it in. I so guess you've I never, have plans. Have you ever tripped? Nah. Have, nah. Have you ever tripped? No? If you tripped, you would know. You would know exactly. Because, Obviously. Like, I'm take you hiking, man. We're going to go hiking. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. They say you should be in nature when you do trip because if you don't and you're just in the room, in a room, uh, then you have to try to make your, you have to make surroundings that don't push you into a negative headspace. Well, that plant was like the only life organic life like in the in my apartment and so it was like it's it really spoke out to me you know and it was like to, now i want to recycle more i want to really uh it really puts you in tune with the planet and that's why i think it's like this this age-old organism it's communicating and it, it can allow maybe it's like a bridge that allows us to communicate with, uh, you know, with other plants, other life forms. But well, you aren't adjusting the plants. Like, there. That makes sense. There is something there. When you watch, watch how how mushrooms grow and how the helium and stuff. You know, it's like these interconnected highways. And then when they have no place else to go and they have no other nutrients and they pull them to the soil and that's how they become their their mushroom if you notice 
you see it, these things can grow so huge. And they continue yeah. to grow and they connect. And then it's what it is, they call it the hyphae. It goes in the air and it stays in the air and then it continues to build on top of itself. They're architects. Mushrooms want to be more. They want to be more to you and they want to be more to me and they want to be more to the environment. And everything that they touch, they make more of and they make it better and they make it heal. That is, that is fascinating. Well, I was going to ask a couple questions real quick. Um, since they're tied together, I ask them, uh, have you tried any other drugs besides shrooms? Well, I won't call mushrooms drugs per se, but they have kind of like those properties. And how do you feel about the legalization of all drugs? You're, it's breaking up. Can Hello? Hey. Hello. Hi. Hey. Okay. There we go. Okay. Oh, it broke up? Okay. Go ahead. We're, we're back. Okay. How do you feel about the legalization of all drugs? And have you tried anything besides shrooms? The only thing that I have done closer or, or done outside of it, I want to say, is uh, acid. Okay. And acid is just a chemical derivative of what, you know, a shroom is. The reason I don't like it is because you can't control it it's it's going to stay in your system and it's going to stay in there for a long time and it to me it almost makes me more anxious it it kind of uh it kind of has more of an ability to throw you into a, a shitty space a sh shitty headspace and when you want it to, to shut off you can't you have to ride it out for me mushrooms it's a natural thing so at, when i'm ready to turn this shit off I turn, I close, I turn off all the music, all stimulus, mm -hmm. and I'm able to go back and I'm able to go to sleep and I can go to sleep so restful for so many hours mm -hmm. and wake up renewed and even still be able to hear what my subconscious is saying. I feel like there's a lesson in the natural shit, but yes, when you go through the synthetic piece, there's a piece of it that it's not, it's not fair anymore. It's not fun anymore at some point. Interesting. So, but do I, I think that they should legalize drugs? I think that they should legalize. I think they should legalize all drugs. And, and, and if you're an adult, then you should have a right to do whatever the fuck you want on your own time. Upgrade America. <laughs> you know it. No, like I, I, I strongly believe with you with that as well. But with the harder stuff, I think they should have facilities like where yes. people can go in and do that and have medical treatment on standby. But, um, Heroin is a beast, and I honestly don't even think it should ever exist. I don't think it should exist, but it does. You know, it's and... too abundant in Afghanistan. Those pop, the opium poppies, is too abundant mm -hmm. in Afghanistan for, uh, and, and and it grows in other nations. I, I heard that in Mexico, it's. Yeah. I heard in Mexico because it's like we legalized weed. They're like, oh, we don't have to grow weed anymore, so they're growing more. Copy. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's abundant to think that you can wipe it out. But I think what would be prudent is to legalize it and control it rather than right. leave it to the black market. Right. Yes, I, I, I truly believe that. I believe that should be controlled. But I don't think weed should be controlled. And I don't think shrooms should be controlled. I don't think so Not either. I think, uh, again, I should go on one of the things that, you know, everyone should have the right to, you know? It's, mm -hmm. you can do so much with weed, even beyond getting getting high and, you know. Do you, I asked this question to both of you guys. Do you think if they were to legalize, say, all drugs, they would, it would shift the focus because they'll be making profits off of the more natural things? Hold on, say that again. You think they would make more profit off the natural stuff? No, I'm saying, like you were saying, they shouldn't mess with the natural things, right? Mm -hmm. Like the shrooms and like marijuana, whatever. But I'm saying, say if you legalize everything, do you think the powers that be would be worried more about those profits than the natural things? So, so in, in essence, basically legalize everything will help out the natural. The natural things and make everything yeah. kind of like fall by the wayside. Hmm. Um, it could. I don't That's know. The thing. Not everyone's gonna farm. Yeah, not gonna That's what I'm saying. Not everybody uh, wants to grow their own shit, and that's fine. 
Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Open doors for the, all the entrepreneurs. The issue with, here's the thing, and it's not even an an entrepreneurial thing. Everybody needs to do their part and be growing hemp. Why? Or or, or cannabis. Why? Because it's one, it's a seasonal plant. Two, you consume it. So it's, you need abundance of it. You couldn't possibly grow. These motherfuckers can't grow enough weed. They're going to find that in New York and New Jersey. They're going to think that they can have a few, um, you know, dispensaries and stuff like that, and they're gonna open it up, and then they're gonna have like this lifetime supply of weed with all of these vertical grows. They're gonna run out. They're gonna run out in the first fucking few days. You know why? What's, uh, what's because, the yield? What's the yield on that? Like, how long is the the grow period for typically for for bud? It's like a couple of months, right? It, it, a couple of months flower, to get a- to, to flower alone. Like when you're when you have to veg, the the, the shortest amount of time in veg. And that's before you you push push them into flower. The shortest time in veg maybe four to six weeks. That's four to six weeks for it to get it. And when you, I say veg, that's all the leaves start to go. Leave once you have the leaves and the site and the bud the sites they 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 you can see it uh, it forms a bud site where it's gonna where it's gonna grow that fruit. So once you change the life cycle, then the fruit starts to grow. And then once the fruit grows and it ripens, it's that's the life cycle of the plant. So okay. you have four to six weeks in veg and then flower. Then you're looking anywhere from uh, from 10, from nine to 10, nine to like 14 or 15 weeks, depending upon what type of, you know, what type it is. Because sativa is always plant, going One plant is usually given like one ounce. You could, you could, it depends on how good you are. Cause I know one plant, I know a lot of people grow one plant and they grow 500 ounces. It depends Uh, on the base. It depends on the, you can have a a weed is not a plant. It's a tree. First of all, let's let's stop. Okay. Okay, You can grow a, you can grow a weed tree. Okay. Everything yeah, like, a, to a, like a little bush, a little Christmas tree. It's, it, no, I've seen very large trees. Like I've seen very large cannabis plants. If like you put it in the ground, if you put it in the ground, you see them in California. You put it in the ground. The larger the base, the higher the the the, the, the higher and the bigger the vegetation outside. You know. Wow. So when when the roots have have can spread, then that means it's going to grow some more up above. Okay. You know, so technically, so, that's a money tree. Yes, yes, it's a money tree. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. That's where they, that's probably where that 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 phrase came from. They probably, ah, they probably had it back when they were doing hemp. You know, back that's when what they. I'm were about doing to say hemp. hemp is very versatile, from what I understand. So actually, that makes Everything. sense. It, first of all, cannabis, hemp, it's all the same shit. People, they just, like, they want to sit, there's, there's, there's different species and one species, you know, has all a bunch of CBD and the other one produces THC. They all produce THC. If you, THC is just, it's like, it's like, okay, like when you cut, when you cut somebody and it bleeds, okay, when you, when you stress a, a cannabis plant out, it, re, it produces THC, a higher THC content. It's almost like it's it's a, a it's like a, a a defense mechanism or healings. I don't know what it's doing for the plant, but what I do know is that it increases when you stress it out. When you don't give it enough water, when you give it a lot of heat and stuff, you can stress a plant out to a point where it produces a huge amount of THC. So that'd be like adrenaline for us in certain situations. Basically. Yes. Yes. Okay, I got that. Great analogy. Yeah, I got it. So, I mean, but right now, hemp farmers are having a hard time because they're blowing the THC numbers because you have to grow it a specific way so that you're not giving it what it needs to produce that THC. And and hemp farmers are going under because if you have three hot crops, you lose your license. Oh, you mean like it's testing positive for uh, for it THC? Tests over three, it tests over three. It tests over 0.3%. You cannot go over 0.3% in THC. Doesn't uh, Canada grow hemp very well? They have a thriving hemp industry? 
I know that I don't know any if I don't know any I don't know anything about Canada. I'm going to honestly say I know about the surrounding areas in Vermont and Pennsylvania and and mm-hmm. the issues that people are having the new farmers, the people have gone out and said, "Okay, all right, like my 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 corn ain't shit. Let me go and move over to hemp because that's got to be easy, right?" No. But that's what they're doing and they're failing. They're failing because one, you have to cure the hemp if it's smokable or anything like that. Yeah. You can't store it. You can't just leave it sitting there. It's got it's 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 this is perishable. This is yeah. it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a plant that produces a fruit and it has a life cycle and there's mm-hmm. way, there are ways there are ways that you have to deal with it. I mean I think the closest thing would be to hops. That's the closest thing that you would you would have like for like in beer and stuff yes hops okay. are, are are a relative of the cannabis plant there's there's oh, I know that. yeah I, I did if you look at hops it makes sense when you drink enough beer like so it makes sense now if, if you look at the way hops look when they're grown and the way they hang them and the way it's the same process you have to dry it out and stuff like that like it's mm-hmm. it's a whole so you talk my language now with the beer, so you know I'll be having to lay off of that, you know, I can't. Calories, but oh. <laughs> yeah. But okay. I mean, look, a lot of farmers jumped into the hemp. They they jumped into the hemp thing, thinking that this is like you know pay dirt and stuff like that, and it's just not. And it requires even to make a product, a sustainable product that you're using, like flooring or or um, I don't know, like like insulation and stuff. You need to be growing acres. Yeah, growing acres. Okay, and if you're growing outside, you know, I mean, you only have one harvest a a season. Yes. So everybody should be growing some hemp. Everybody should be part of that to help fill in the gaps because it's all season. It's a seasonal plant. It's going to come and it's going to go and nobody's going to have it all at once. And there's so much more we can do with, with hemp as well, like whether they're making hemp plastics that's what a uh, big shout out to Harlem Farms. Like, what I really liked about what they're doing, they're making containers out of hemp, plastic. Yeah, and I heard I it's with some degree, it's like almost biodegradable. Yeah, but they're looking at that and stuff like that. But nobody's looking at using using shrooms, using mushrooms as well. And that's so more. So, hold on, so you much gotta enlighten more. us on that. What can yeah, like fill us in on that. There's something called mycoremediation. You can use them in filter systems. I'm talking about the actual bulk and the actual the, the actual piece of the, the, the mushroom part that when you break that down, you know, it has properties. It has properties that you could then use in materials. Hmm. You know, one of Chagas, Chagas is something uh, Paul Stamets talks about, right? And uh, he has this hat, it's, it's a, he makes hats out of this stuff. The only issue the is that it's extremely flammable. Oh, okay. It's extremely flammable. They used to actually, I think they used to use it in some sort of gunpowder stuff back in the days in China and stuff like that. Trust that me, it's in there. It's in there. It's it's extremely, but the also, but the other thing is it has um, antimicrobial um, uh, properties. It also has a very high amount of um, what is it called penicillin, or or so it's responsible for bees being able to uh, it builds their their immune systems and it, they're able to go out in the world and fight. And he's actually doing this whole campaign about these little feeders that have mycelium and this particular shroom in it and stuff and. It's it's actually it's some kind of water thing that that the, I guess the bees feed off of and and then they take it to the hive and it's it spreads and 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 it's it's actually helping our bee environment. So there there's a lot of things you should go see that movie Fantastic Fungi, by fantastic the way. Fungi. Fantastic Good. Fungi. So um, but um, so, but with that said though mushrooms are amazing like i said you can grow them and they can pull the toxins out of the environment or once you've had them you can purpose them into other materials you can repurpose them and you can make filters 
a, a lot of um in um I want to say uh when there where's there there's a lot of livestock and stuff mm -hmm. they're starting to make these um wherever the runoff is from where the the cows you know they ex expel their waste they've started putting um uh these bags that uh have mushrooms kind of it's 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 like a, a I want to say um not the mushrooms themselves, but their their substrate, their materials, and everything that they grow in, and every they break it down and they put it in these things, and they act as if as as a filter with the runoff, and it absorbs all of the E. coli and all of the unnatural sort of the stuff that's really killing the environment right now, as far as like cattle farming is concerned. Mm -hmm. That's that's a really big thing right now, micro remediation and filtering and and and, and all that. So. So but think, yeah, uh, you, you think mushrooms have aided human beings in our evolutionary progress? Like, I've heard, I've heard that, and but they they seem to be helping us out in in so many ways. You know, I love to eat mushrooms. I throw that out there. <laughs> I was just saying, I love mushrooms to eat. Here's the thing: like, I think that there was something that caused a jump from us from Cro-Magnon mm -hmm. to what we are today. Okay. Do Almost I same. think that shrooms might have done it? I do. I don't I think, know. I don't know if it, I don't know if it. I, I want to say this. Look, it, somebody discovered it. Somebody discovered something. Okay, and they kept on using it. They had to keep. They kept on using it. Okay, and they bought it along. Nobody wrote about it. That's the only thing. Like you think, mm. you think that this couldn't be possible because there's no recorded evidence of it. But that doesn't mean that that shit didn't happen. Okay, because I know for a fact that after I've taken shrooms, my mindset and everything has evolved. Yes. I have yes. become a different human being because of the psilocybin and the shrooms and what they do. And it's something in the brain, they block the fear, they block the trauma they they just completely take all of that out that 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 stuff that blocks you and it allows you to work through your interpersonal shit it becomes very matter of fact where all that emotion that kind of fucks you up and makes you think that people are feeling a certain way and people are doing this and people yeah. are doing that it just sort of like this is what it is <laughs> this is what's happening right now you have to deal with it or you have to put it away. 90% of the time when I'm on mushrooms, I'm dealing with it. You said, uh, I heard another person say it exactly how you just put it. Mushrooms tell you this is how it is. Like, yo, yeah, you may think it's like this and it may suck, but this is what it is. Like, you got to deal with it. don't like to hear what it is. I There was some, there's a guy that um, I just recently, um, gave him some stuff and uh, he said that he had taken it when he was at work, he microdosed at work and he didn't like, He at the end of the day, there was something, he didn't like the thoughts that he had. He didn't like the thoughts he had about himself and the people around him and just, there was something about it and he couldn't shake it for like a week, you know? And it was something in particular about him that was that he was hearing in his head Okay, now I know this person, quite frankly, and I see what, what his issues are. Okay, and so I suggest that he continue to take them so he can continue to deal with whatever that nagging thing is that he, he said he won't even take it right now because he didn't like the message that was coming at him. And that's the it's, shit that I tell people, so go listen to that message. It's, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's huh? gonna tell you things you need to hear. But one of the um, one of the lessons yes. that I I came across it was like we and this is what I gathered from my experience with the shrooms is like it was pretty much saying you have your goal. It doesn't matter how you get to your goal. It's a matter of how you get it. It just matters that you get it done. And I, I let that marinate. It was very profound because it's like we all have things that we want to do and we think we know how we're going to get it done. But more often than not, it doesn't work that way. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you got to where you need to be 
and you, you got what you needed done. And that's what the that's the lesson that I learned. But what would you say was the biggest lesson that you learned from uh, from shrooms? Um, I think uh, I guess I want to say it's sort of um, it's it, it's more or less about how I treat the people around me. So yeah. you know. You know, and 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 just to be more considerate about people's feelings and be more aware of what's happening in me because I'm a yeller. I'm an angry yelling person. Like and it's part of my PTSD, you know, but right. I've always sort of been a yeller and it's because I've always been yelled at. Okay. Mm. Like from a from 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 you know, a child, my mother era. Like, see, like, whenever I, because I'm always getting in trouble because I'm always into some shit, you know, and it's because I'm a precocious kid and I get bored and you got to give me something to do. It's, I'm the same way as an adult. So what happens when I was a kid, I used to get yelled at, I used to get in trouble all the time. And then I was in school and I had trouble with the teachers and I had teachers that would yell at me or physically come at me or whatever. And then when it's something, it's a theme in my life Mm-hmm. that I just tend to be yelled at and now I'm just now I just fucking yell at everybody okay yeah, so, join the military <laughs> you know but for me I don't want to live like that anymore I don't want to live like that anymore and I don't want to have that reaction to people anymore and I don't want to put that on on people anymore and so I have to realize and there are times where like somebody will say something or do something mm-hmm. and it triggers me and it takes me back to five years old and I need to be able to know when that's happening and have no response to it or have a calmer response or have a response to somebody like, you know what, what you just did took me here and made me feel this way. And instead of me making you feel equally as shitty because that's what I want to do half the time is like, okay, you yell at me, you make me feel like shit, I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to make you feel like shit because that's whatever you give me, I'm going to give out, right? But instead of me doing that, instead of me trying to obliterate somebody from how they made me feel how about i just figure out what it is that they did tell them what they did and then let's communicate because 90 percent of the time people don't want to make you feel yes. the way that you felt yeah and they have no self-awareness so that's what i want to say i want to say shrooms have given me more of a self-awareness i totally agree with you on that and i think it was like i struggled with a plateau with meditation and also i don't want to say self-awareness but like i i struggle with that and and, and i would say my experience with the uh, shrooms has, has broadened that it's heightened that sense of self-awareness i have one more question because i think we're we're, uh, we're gonna have to cut it short <laughs> but um what, what advice would you give for uh i don't know let's just say cj for his first time capturing in uh, shrooms. Well, I would say for your first time, you know, go on a camping trip in a safe space with safe people, um, where there's boundaries where you're not gonna walk off and like be like, where the fuck am I? Okay. Um, be in nature. Yeah. Have yeah. something beautiful around you. Have beautiful people around you. Your trip is going to be, if you have somebody around you that annoys you or hurts you or is going to make you feel a specific way, just know that when they do that and you're on shrooms, it is going to be amplified, okay? And because of that, because you have less, you'll have a a little little loss of self-control, some shit could go down that you don't want. You could end up crying in a ball. You could end up, you know, you could end up breaking up with this person or saying something really shitty to this person. You know, 90% of the time it is about who is around you and the feelings that you have. And you don't want to be in a situation with somebody that is making you feel like shit. Okay? The whole point is not for you to feel like shit in your in your trip. True indeed. Okay, the point is for you to get and and for you to evolve and for you to understand some stuff about yourself. And if somebody else is imposing their shit on you, you're not going to feel yourself and you're not going to know yourself. You're going to know what the fuck they're doing to you and it's going to be you're going to be upset and you're not going to feel good and you're never going to want to do shrooms ever again. Yeah. Well, hold on. What just happened? I don't know. He disappeared. 
You there, CJ? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but you you disappeared. You dis- yeah, uh. Yeah, you're right back. Yeah, okay, my camera's cool. doing something crazy. Yeah, uh, Chris, you got any closing remarks or any more questions? I- this is just very enlightening. I was just listening more because I don't know anything about this realm, just bits and pieces. So, yeah, it, it is really <laughs> fascinating. Uh, my understanding there, um, the federal government, even the veteran affairs, mm-hmm. uh, me and Chris were, were both uh, military vet- combat veterans. And uh, I have post traumatic stress as well. I, I do believe Chris does too, but they're looking into psilocybin and shroom oh. you know, as treatment. I would say I would say any out of any of the hallucinogens or drugs that are out there, mm-hmm. my number one go to when you when you jump out of weed, when you jump out of cannabis, the next thing would be the mushrooms. And you know, um, and then if you want to really work some shit out, ayahuasca. <laughs> now, is there anywhere in the, in the states where you can do that? Yes, they have they have groups. You have you can't just you can't just walk up in them. You have to be in the world in order to get into the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I want to do. Like again, I'm about my spirituality and uh, my meditation, self awareness, and, and evolution. And I do believe this is something I would like to do as far as um, further progression. But perhaps that's something we can discuss uh, offline. Absolutely. But am um anybody you want to shout out? I'm definitely tagging um your Instagram and everything's gonna be in here. But yeah. hey, you want to shout? I just want to give a, a shout out to um one Harlem Farms where they uh where they do carry my products, as well as a few other very close friends of mine. Um, uh, we are part of a craft cannabis circle, um, where everyone, you know, they. They grow their stuff organically. We are a group of people, like-minded people, who believe in growing the plant and home grow and teaching anybody who wants to know how to grow. That's what we're there for. We are we are there to learn ourselves and we're there to teach people who want to continue this and, and go into it. So I want to give a shout out to CCG, my peoples. And um, yeah. Just that's that's about it. That's my team, and um, uh, I'm make sure I, I'll um, I'll post all this when you give me the links, and then you know we can uh, we can help push uh, everyone else's stuff as, as well. Sounds but good. This thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Episode. Wow. Yeah. I feel very enlightened as far as like what I've learned, and and if you've given me some areas of for further research, but. Yeah. It's so great to have you on the show. No problem. It was great. I'm I'm Thank definitely you. here for you guys whenever. Uh, do you feel better? It feels like you got a lot off your chest today as well. It's yeah, you know, I I like talking about this stuff. I don't feel like I get a chance to talk about it enough. Um, I don't really have like a platform for it, you know. So um, I would definitely like to do more and speak more about it, just because. Yep. There's, I know there's, um, even as far as like vertical farming, we could definitely do another episode on that. General farming, I'm sure you know a thing about Monsanto and, and their seed conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm it's very aware of that. Yeah, I could, I could give you so many shows you have no idea, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it another time, though. All right. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for joining, and. Have a blessed rest of your day. Peace. Peace. Peace.